0: So I have to give you one more uh, Democratic stiff arm to get you to look away from the fact that some people in Ohio, some lucky people uh, apparently in the state of Ohio, are going to benefit big time from the lack of oversight at Ohio Job and Family Services when astronomical amounts of money show up on their food stamp card. I know that's probably uh, some kind of phobic to call it food stamps. Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. SNAP benefits. Get it? SNAP benefits. Yeah. Well, nobody over there at Ohio Job and Family Services is snapping to attention over the fact that some people have not $100 a month, not 1200 a year on their SNAP card, but $30,000. And there's a Democrat from South Euclid, Elliot Forhan, who doesn't want you to notice that almost 3,000 people have more than $5,000, which would be, by my math, more than five years Excuse me, four years of SNAP benefits on their card. (laughs) Hey, congratulations. You won the food stamp lottery. Uh, Elliot says that only 0.2% of all SNAP recipients have such benefits. Yes, but they shouldn't have them. Yeah, but only a few people have them. But they have them to an astronomical, ridiculous degree. Yes, but only a few have them. It's like trying to argue logic with a Democrat is a complete waste of time and maddening. And then, of course, he plays the race card. He says Republicans have previously tried to pass laws mandating drug tests and photographs on recipient cards, which apparently, though they would no doubt help eliminate waste in the program, Elliot is not about. Why? SNAP benefits play a vital role in helping low-income families across Ohio. Before we politicize how they're being hypothetically obtained and used, I believe that much more analysis is needed to be done. Only then can we form an accurate conclusion that will help dictate next steps. How much do you want to bet that Elliot has a couple people in his district who have a lot of money on their SNAP card, and he doesn't want to be the reason why that money gets taken away. He does not. Uh, this is not a com- uh, not an uncommon viewpoint. I told you early in the show about the uh, amount of violence in Chicago over the weekend with kids running everywhere, just terrorizing tourists, beating people up, shooting people, getting into fights. Uh, what does the city's new mayor have to say about this? You know, I mean, he's new, replacing Lori Lightfoot, so you would think Brandon Johnson, he's going to crack down on this, right? This is going to end, right? Uh, Brandon Johnson, the new mayor-elect of Chicago, says uh, the teenager's behavior was not completely their fault. He said, it is not constructive to demonize youth, who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities? Well, Brandon, they should move to Ohio. Maybe they'll get, maybe they'll win the SNAP card lottery, and then they won't be starved of anything because they'll have thirty grand on their food stamp card. He said, "Our city must work together." Yes, we must work together. I wonder if I can find the Kamala "work together" quote. It's one of my favorite Kamala quotes of all time. We must together work together to get together and be together together. Something like that. Uh, Nope, I don't have it. I have her Venn diagram quote. I have her word salad quote. I'm sure the work together quote is in there and others, but can't on the spur of the moment access it. So let's go back to Brandon. Mayor elect of Chicago where murder is off the chart. Crime has rendered that city unvisitable unless you want to end up in the hospital or in the morgue. Our city must work together to create spaces for youth to gather safely and responsibly. See, the problem is not that the youth were tap dancing on people's cars and beating up tourists and shooting each other. It is that they didn't have, according to Brandon Johnson, they didn't have a place to go to run off their nervous energy. Now, in the news reports that I read, it said that a lot of this violence took place At one of the city's parks, which I kind of thought the reason why we have city parks is for people who don't have yards and spaces to run around and, as my father used to say, blow the stink off of you. Go outside and blow the stink off of you, he would say. In other words, run around, get your nervous energy out, come inside, sit still, behave yourself. You had to go outside, get that nervous, youthful energy off. Brandon Johnson... Mayor-elect of Chicago says they have to create spaces for youth to gather safely and responsibly under adult guidance and supervision to ensure that every part of our city remains both welcome for residents and visitors. Uh, Mayor-elect Johnson says that it is part of his comprehensive approach to improve public safety to make Chicago livable for everyone. How much you want to bet that doesn't happen? How much you want to bet? That doesn't happen. Chicago will not become more livable for everyone. It will become more dangerous for everyone. But, of course, the mere fact that Brandon Johnson got elected after the years that Lori Lightfoot took the city further down into the dumper than it has ever been crime-wise shows you that the people of the city of Chicago will always respond to the race-baiting rhetoric of a leftist candidate like Brandon Johnson before they will respond to what? The truth that kids need to be reined in, have parameters established for them, and have punishment accorded them when they get out of line. That is, I know, a very old-fashioned view. It is, so far, an approach that leftists refuse to employ in, well, count them up. How many major cities can you think of that are absolute positive train wrecks when it comes to crime? Our own is one of them. And there are a myriad others around the country. Uh, Now, you might have heard last week, Budweiser declined in value, $5 billion, supposedly, in the aftermath of it. Embracing fake woman Dylan Mulvaney as a brand influencer. Uh, I just found this out this week. Dylan Mulvaney is a graduate of the University of Cincinnati. How proud you must be. In the Queen City, to have uh, prancing Dylan Mulvaney as... um, an alumnus of the University of Cincinnati. But Dylan Mulvaney has garnered a ton of advertising dollars as a influencer and Bud Light, which, call me crazy, not a beer drinker, but I assume the typical Bud Light drinker is somebody who wants reasonably priced, shall I say and be kind, beer, I think more good old boy than uh, transgender activist when I think of Bud Light or any beer. Hence, when Anheuser-Busch put Dylan Mulvaney on a Bud Light can, its market share went down dramatically, and a lot of bars pulled Bud Light from their offerings. Well, now Bud Light is out with a new ad, which shows a uh, Clydesdale horse Uh, running around various places in America. And it sounds an awful lot like a Bud Light ad that would have aired, um, what, 10 years ago? Let me tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America, found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract. Oh, see, so has all these values aren't they, aren't they sweet? Aren't they? Aren't they a throwback? They got the Clydesdale running. You see the you see the St. Louis Gateway Arch, and the, and the commercial ends with the horse like rearing up on its back feet. You got the muscular male voice narrating it, talking about handshakes and authentically American this and that. Why didn't they have Dylan Mulvaney narrate this? I mean, he already got him on the payroll. Might as well use him. So for years, uh, in a prior professional life, I was a newspaper reporter for the uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer, and I would periodically uh, travel with reporters from the Columbus Dispatch, and we would often uh, go out to dinner together, and I would hear tales of internal strife at the Dispatch over a conflict between true, actual journalistic ethics and... uh, sacred cows who had to be protected from exposure via the exercise of said journalistic ethics. So I find interesting two stories today in the paper because I can imagine how much internal conflict there must be going on over at the dispatch between people who want to find out why Christina Johnson, the president, the outgoing president of Ohio State, is getting paid, even though she resigned from her job. And also who want to know why Columbus Chief of Police Elaine Bryant has a full-time security detail when the police chiefs of comparable Ohio cities, Dayton, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, do not have that security detail. Now, it is unquestionable, unquestionable that people at the dispatch were huge cheerleaders, of both women's appointment to their jobs. Christina Johnson, as the first lesbian president of Ohio State, oh, it just it just sent a chill up the leg of all the people at the Columbus Dispatch. They were thrilled with that. And Elaine Bryant, becoming the first uh, black female police chief of the city of Columbus, likewise, checked all the intersectionality boxes that make the people at the Dispatch turn figurative cartwheels over the progressive nature of such an appointment. So it's interesting that two stories questioning the extra added special treatment given to both women have found their way into print, which tells you that there must be hard, though I'm sure they have tried to exorcise them from the dispatch newsroom, a few (laughs) hardline actual, still proponents of journalistic ethics going, why is Ohio State paying Christina Johnson a million bucks when she resigned? And why does Elaine Bryant still have a security detail that the reason given originally for her to have a security detail was because when she first came here from Detroit, she was not licensed to carry a gun in the state of Ohio. So I I know it's inside baseball, but I, I do delight in knowing that somehow over at the dispatch, where they are never, ever shy about keeping actual news out of the paper, where they're never, ever shy about unleashing their attack hounds, Haley B. Miller and others, on Republican conservative politicians, there are at least one or two holdouts to unfettered surrender to wokeism on their editorial staff. Now, going after Christina Johnson's pay falls to a couple opinion columnists, uh, one of whom is a former professor for at Ohio State. And they basically are making the case that Christina Johnson resigned. Because she resigned, there are no provisions in her contract that she should be paid if she resigned. Unless she was terminated for cause, which means or terminated without cause, rather, meaning they fired her just because they wanted to fire her, then Ohio State shouldn't owe her a dime. But what is problematic about this is that a public university like Ohio State is supposed to transact all of its business, yes, even its dirty laundry business, the messy exit of a lesbian president, because of a an apparent power struggle with Les Wexner, which Christina, really? Did you think did you think your intersectionality bona fides were going to give you enough ammunition in your arsenal to win a power struggle with Les Wexner? Really? I mean, I know I could see maybe why, given this town's deference to the LGBTQ agenda, you might have thought that that would be enough to outdo Les Wexner, but, I mean, the guy's name is on (laughs) the medical school. (laughs) And when you were trying to take away from him the operation, the final say on things that happened at the medical school, uh, let's just put it this way. His name's on that medical school for a reason. And all the reasons have dollar signs in front of them. And you were never going to win that. And if you were so blind to that, when you came into this town, if you operated on campus for the better part of, what was it, two years? And you couldn't get a feel for things that, hey, this is a powerful guy who's done an awful lot for Ohio State, who holds a lot of sway here. Most of the people on the board of trustees if not all of the people on the Board of Trustees are on there because Les Wexner approved of them being on there. If you thought you were going to win that power struggle, um, well, I have no sympathy for you. But back to the mystifying reason as to why they are paying Christina Johnson a million dollars when it was apparently her decision to walk away because she got mad she lost the power struggle with Les Wexner. Where's the transparency from Ohio State? These kinds of things are supposed to be I'm sure they're agreed to behind closed doors. I get that. I know we're not going to get any of the dirty details on why Les and Christina didn't get along. That's all done in executive session under the guise of, oh, personnel matters. Sorry, we can. But then they at least have to come out and announce what they've decided. That's never happened. Let me read you the end of this editorial. If Christina Johnson resigns, she isn't entitled to any payment beyond her last day as president, which I believe is coming up here in a couple months. If she has been terminated without cause, the Board of Trustees must take this action publicly. Otherwise, they are violating the terms of Johnson's contract and their bylaws. In doing so, they are costing the taxpayers and tuition payers nearly $1 million. That's enough for 75 full in-state scholarships this year. They need to perform their legal obligation as fiduciaries for the university. Yeah. Hey, Dave Yost, Attorney General, State of Ohio. When somebody violates a contract on a state level and misappropriates a million dollars of state money, does an alarm ring in your head, in your office? It should. It should. If it hasn't, why not? Now, as for Elaine Bryant, the protection of Elaine Bryant has cost Columbus taxpayers nearly $150,000 for protecting her with not just one, but two officers. As I said in the beginning, when she couldn't carry a gun, I get it. But what's the reason now? Now, the argument put forth is that Elaine Bryant is under all kinds of danger as the chief of Columbus police. Does that hold water with you? Do you really think she's in more danger than any previous chief of police? I mean, her existence here seems pretty benign to me. Anybody hot under the collar opposing any of Elaine Bryant's initiatives? I don't. I, I don't think very many people even know her name.